It is my absolute pleasure to award the 2022 Common Medal to Charlie Cano from the Carlton Book. P. Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow Medal, Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. Welcome to the Blue Pod. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my host, Matt Duffy. Maddie, uh, before we get to the game, you made a promise to the listeners for a new intro. <laughs> I was hoping as to always. sneak through with that one. I did have something I was ready. in mind. I was and I did remember earlier this morning, but I literally haven't had a chance. I always a bit of a last minute person, and it, it bit me on the uh, on the bum today because uh, I had a really busy day. So I was I unable. Think we need to acknowledge that. Yeah. And you need to go to work. I, I go to work. What if I <laughs> promised to deliver it next week? All right, you've heard it here. It's on the record. Next <laughs> week, if you hear that intro when we come in, I, it's a great intro, Maddie. But you just promised us a new one, and I was all excited for yeah. it. Well, I was going to go something a bit more pessimistic as well after our terrible run, but we've had two good wins, so maybe I'll have to rethink it anyway. I'll be very interested to hear what mood you hit. Anyway, welcome to the Blue Pod. Uh, now that we've got past intro chat, we're here to recap the Hawks game. Uh, they were not a happy team at Hawthorne, Maddie. Uh, we <laughs> they weren't. Gave them a 60-point drubbing, which was really nice to see. Broke the bye curse, one of three teams that managed to uh, get a win despite the bye. Um, uh, We'll dive in in a moment, but we'll do it in our usual four-quarter fashion, which means we'll break the game down to four quarters. In the first quarter, we'll give our general reactions to the match overall. In the second quarter, we'll talk about the players and cast our best and fairest votes. In the third quarter, we will take a look from the coach's box. And in the fourth quarter, we'll open our mailbag. Shall we dive in, Maddie? All right, Hawthorne, 7-10-52, were defeated by our boys, 17-10-112, a 60-point victory. Goals, we had Martin with three, Charlie Kerner with three, Cunningham with two, McKay with two, Akers, Chera, Doherty, Fogarty, McKay, Owies, and Silvani with one apiece. Disposals, a great team performance here. We had Cripps with 28, Chera with 27, Doc with 26, Saad with 24, Akers with 22, Gov with 20, but I guess the point is that uh, we had eight blues with 19 disposals on law. So it really was a team performance. Mm. Maddie, how do you feel? Happy we're clicking? Sad it took so long? Or <laughs> do you just think we're uh, beating up on average teams and we shouldn't be too excited yet? <laughs> After that miserable six or seven weeks, whatever it is, I think I'm just happy we're clicking. It's got to be our best performance mm. of the year, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, West Coast was a better win, but you can't really count it. Uh, I thought we played game, better. Yeah. I thought we played this better week. this week. Yeah. I just... I think we saw a bit of it with the Suns and I think we just built on that, especially that first half. The yeah, the aggressive running and handballing and movement of the ball, um, the, you know, the, the pressure on the opposition. And then mm, I think elite. what was really nice to back it up with our defense was just so organized behind the ball that when we did make a mistake Amazing. and try to go a bit fast or, you know, make an error, we were able to win the ball back and cut, cut off their attacks uh, all half, and I think that was pretty amazing. I just thought it was a really, really good uh, sort of complete performance. Um, yeah, absolutely. Interesting you highlight the defence. Vossi said um, in his press that at halftime they were more excited about the five points that they'd held Hawthorne to rather than the 55 that we had kicked ourselves. So, again, mm. he's going off that sort of built-off defence mantra, and it was. It was a very, very solid defensive performance. Yeah, it was. It was a bit lucky. They had a couple easy shots they missed, but 
Uh, we, mm. As we know, as we've uh, all all Carlton supporters have experienced this year, you've got to be able to convert. And if you don't, uh, it hurts and it allowed us to skip away. And then there was really no catching us. The second half, they came out a bit bit more, um, I don't know, fired up a bit more, disciplined and, and made a, you know, a bit more of a contest of it. But uh, it was well and truly game over. I did have a chuckle. I think it was in the third when Hawthorne were on a string of goals and they kicked three or four goals. And we're up still by 40 points or something. And the commentator mm. goes, they get to go and he was like, game on. I'm like, really? We're up by about 40 I points. I heard that. <laughs> but it is Carlton they're playing, so it wasn't the most absurd comment. No, that's it's true. It's interesting, Maddie. I actually had uh, family commitments that meant that I only got to watch the second half live. And when I saw the score, I thought, oh, my God, I, you know, I'm going to have to watch this first half. We're doing the pod. But that's going to be awesome to watch. We've, you know, 55 to 5. So sat down and watched it today. And it was interesting that we didn't actually dominate in the manner that um, I would have thought when I saw the scoreline. In that first quarter, like you said, they had their chances. It looked like uh, typical us with, you know, a fair few misses on goal. We were dominating the game but not putting scoreboard pressure on. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, and we're going to get to them, but players like, you know, Cunningham finishing some shots and uh, finally getting some reward and, and we got going. But I was just surprised watching it in this weird reverse order where I watched the second half first that I, I thought I'd sit down and watch a, uh, you know, domination. And it wasn't actually no. that it was just a as much as I thought. slow and constant build, wasn't it? Although uh, one other thing that was pretty amazing, probably more in that second quarter, the clever ball use going inside 50. That's got to be some of our best yes. delivery inside 50 all season, doesn't it? It does. Well, Cunningham, who I've just already mentioned once, he was someone I noticed that popped it up and hit Charlie and just just proper thoughtful use of teammates inside 50. Yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of things we've been crying out to see. And uh, I mean, I'm hoping that's what we see more of. It would be really nice. And it ticked a lot of boxes. We've had games previously. I know it was touched on during the game. The last time we played Hawthorne, we let him back in the door. And that was last season a bit. We let teams Mm -hmm. back in, back in, which is what... I think it led to this defensive mantra. They they went a bit hard on early in the year, and they looks like they've corrected that a bit. They're trying to balance that defense and offense. But if if this is what's come from it, if this is a a style of football we can replicate week in week out and against better teams, uh, it could be happier times. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a change of tone on the pod, isn't it? It's nice to massive sort of change. Shift. Yeah. Well, it's finally yeah. we saw something. Yeah. And two weeks in a row and big wins. They weren't just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no collapse. There was no, oh, we only played one quarter. Um, it's that old blue pod four-quarter effort, isn't it? Exactly. It's hard to believe this is the same team that lost, you know, however many it was, eight on the trot or whatever, we, mm. eight of nine, sorry, um, that suddenly we're playing teams that we should beat convincingly and we're doing it and we're looking like the team that we thought we'd see this year. Uh, it's arguably too little too late, but at least at the least – if we can build something out of the back end of this season into next year. It's a lot better than you and I jumping on the mic each week <laughs> saying, why the hell can't we kick a goal? Why do we look so stagnant? Like we oh. are just running in waves, all those things that yep. we've been crying out for. 86 tackles for the game, that's our highest tally for the years, and 20 marks inside 50, so we're not mm. just bombing it in. I don't know what's clicked, but it's clicked. <laughs> we got forward handballs. They're exiting out of the forward of stoppages. The, the Weird thing is, no Ruckman, so all, oh, that's yes. always been a weird thing. So I'm, I'm sure we'll come to that later, especially when we talk about the players. Mm. But no Ruckman and pretty much the same names, couple ins, Cunningham, uh, Martin. Uh, Ed. 
Ed was still there, but like just the names that we maybe didn't see earlier in the season that are in the team now. Only they're the. Oh, only, you mean the the new names that Foggy? Yeah. Oh yeah, Fogg was in. He played pretty well too, actually. Um, but yeah. it's not. It's not like it's a big change. It's not like we've had a bunch of players come back or um, we've brought in a bunch of VFL guys who are who are turning it around for us. It's um, yeah. It's, it's it's so it's such a funny game, football, isn't it? Sometimes how you can have one team playing so stodgy and and depressing yeah. in the first half, and then. Somehow a few things click and all of a sudden you look like world beaters for a few weeks. It's a, uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's it's just finally we have a bunch of players finding form at the right time. But it is a funny old game. As you said, when I was watching it in my weird revo- reverse order, I thought moments in games, if Hawthorne had kicked a couple of those early chances, would the game have taken on a different feeling? Would we started to have felt nervous that we'd missed those shots? But luckily they kind of let us off and we got rolling and never really looked back. So mm. small margins between moments that can... Uh, result in a really disappointing game like we experienced many a time in the front half of the year and now the last couple of weeks, these quite convincing performances, which is really good to see. I, I were probably jumping ahead, Maddie, but does this give you confidence in the game and the the game plan or is it not enough, uh, these last two weeks, not enough to really give you that feeling yet? I think we saw too many down weeks. So I, I want to see it repeated for a bit more of a sustained period of time and also against some, some better opposition, but, um, mm. which is always the test. It's like when you, when you play, and it's an easy example, but the West coast game where they just let you do what you want, you get, you get those easy yeah. options through the middle, which other teams don't give you. Um, when you make mistakes, you don't get punished. And it's, it's amazing what a difference some of those, uh, little chances yeah. and games make. So yeah, I want to see it against, yeah prolonged and against better but it does give me give me hope at least yeah it is nice to see uh it's nice to see us punishing a team on turnover it's also nice to see us bring up decent scores we were just crying out we scored more i think before i got this question in the presser in the last two weeks than something like oh. the previous five games before that combined yeah at the least even if we were losing these games which obviously we're not we're playing well the last couple um it's just nice to watch us kick a score on the board and look a bit more exciting and the players look less petrified when they get the ball. Something's something's flicked a switch a little bit and I, I hope it lasts. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasant change. All right, Maddie, shall we dive into the second quarter and talk about the players? All right, in the second quarter we kick it off, our dissecting of the players by naming our boy and our whipping boy. Our boy is someone who didn't make our votes but we loved what they brought to the game. And our whipping boy, self-explanatory, someone that we think can improve, we'll put it that way. Uh, Maddie, I feel like there was it was hard to squeeze people into the votes this week with such a team performance, so lots of options for my boy. Did you feel the same? I felt the same, yeah. When I sat down and started to do it, I was like, oh, yeah, try pick. And then you're right. It's all of a sudden it became, oh, my goodness, I'm leaving out this guy and that guy. And, uh, it got it was, ridiculous. Yeah, it was such an even spread. You felt really guilty. And then it was like, well, you know, you can't fit them all in, I guess. Uh, it's been a while since I did we've my had that problem. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. <laughs> my, my votes go far and wide. Oh, of course they do. But there still wasn't room for everyone. So who's your boy this week? I'm interested um, who, uh, who missed your votes and made your boy. I have a few, but I'm going to go with a bit more in sort of in the spirit of my boy. He's normally a bit of an underdog. I'm going to give it to Fog this week. Yeah, great um, call. He's on my list. Tell yeah. us why. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the better games I've seen him play. It looked like he got a bit more. He pushed up into the midfield a bit more, managed to link up in some of the mm-hmm. plays. Uh, he just had more of an influence on the game than what I've seen him have previously at the AFL level. And he's been playing very well as a midfielder um, at the VFL level. So it's always a bit of a question of how is he going to fit in and how is he going to go. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, look, I'm, you know, he's got to convince me he belongs. I'm still not sure how he fits exactly in the team every week, but he had 18 touches and a goal and seven tackles. And I thought, uh, yeah, really. 11 score involvements, I believe. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he had a really good game. He just yeah, played that link man beautifully. I think great call, Matty. I think he's putting a bit of pressure on Durden and Motlop to reclaim that position in the team. Which is good. He's one of these few that have come in, added a different look, been dynamic. Did you listen to his... Um, interview after the game you did with Carlton Media? No, I missed pretty much all the interviews after the game. You've just been busy working. Just I literally have, yeah. Uh, how dare you not focus <laughs> on all your Carlton content? Um, it's nothing like groundbreaking, but he's just a likeable guy. He's really grateful to be back in the team. He's really clear on what his role is and he's cracking in. Um, and I liked what he brought as well. Um, I agree he hasn't locked in his spot permanently necessarily, but I think a really good choice, Matty. Um I had him down and two other names. I'm going to give it to Cunningham. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think of Cunningham. That's how many people there were. Oh, Maddie. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. 16 disposals, two goals, two goal assists, seven score involvements, four tackles and four marks. Um, God, we've been crying out for him to be back in the team oh. and it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> nice to have someone who's confident in front of goal as well. That's what I was going to say, Maddie, and that's why he's my boy this week because he kicked – um, a goal early on and he kicked two in the end, but he went back when others had been jittery. I think Harry and Charlie had missed a couple and it was looking a bit story of old and he went back and kicked truly and that's what our team needs, just a bit of class there. Yeah. No, he's, he's uh, been an awesome addition and he's always had big raps. I mean, the question's always his durability. I, I can't remember this. There was a stat floating around about how few games he's played in the last three or four years, but yeah. Uh, he definitely is a classy player and for him to get 16 touches playing as a half forward flanker and, and involved in so many of those forward, as you said, all those uh, score involvements, uh, he's definitely yeah. made us look a lot more potent in the forward half. And like we were talking about the entry inside 50, I think the inclusion of players like him um, is what's to thank for the better uh, movement and the increased marks inside 50. Um, he's just running in waves with Walsh and yeah. um, setting up some better options. So and love having him back in team. And not that Durden and Owies and those guys aren't good shots for goal and that they're not good players, but Cunningham's a bit older. Um, he probably knows all the boys a bit better. There's always a little bit of inbuilt mm-hmm. bias. And I feel that the players were looking for him and picking him out inside 50. It just, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like when you have like, you know, everyone starts kicking it to Charlie because he can't miss. I think a lot of the, the guys are sort of like, oh, David's free. Like, get Yeah, it. they've trained with him and played yeah, with yeah. him for Yeah, get years. it in his hands. Like, you know, you want you want to get to him. So they, I feel like they looked for him a bit more than perhaps they looked for other small forwards. Don't know if that was just coincidence or not, if that's just like a team ethos and stuff because they did sort of no. do a lot smarter moves inside forward. But, yeah, just watch that space going my- forward elite domestic ladies basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> the girls I play with that I've played with since, you know, under 13s, you just always know where they are and when to look for them and you have a bias. So yeah. if we compare those two elite sporting squads, I'm sure there's similarities. Mm. Oh, I can draw parallels all day long. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, whipping boy, Maddie, who have you got? Oh, good question. This was really hard. It was hard. I'm interested. I've only got one name. I wonder if yours is the same. I, I got I put two down and one I went, no, that's a bit mean. So, and I feel okay. like I feel like even this isn't. I've just gone with Owies. Okay. Yep. Fair call. Um, of, on the day, it's hard to pick someone. Good problem to have. Yeah. For And I think I've picked him out probably, or maybe, if not him, other small forwards for similar issues. But the, the ball was down there a lot. Um, he only got the one goal, three tackles, nine touches. I don't think he necessarily had a... A bad game. He maybe just didn't get his opportunities, but um, it's just a tough game to pick someone out. So 
Yeah. Uh, when everyone else seemed to, seem, seemed to manage to hit the board and have a bit more of an impact, I just didn't really notice him out there as much as, as other weeks. So, unfortunately, yeah. it's a tough position. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I grant that, you know, it's, it's not, yeah, I don't know, I feel a bit mean by it, but. No, it's not an easy position to play, but I know what I mean. He didn't have a shocking game, but in a in a match where everyone else was I mean, contributing quite strongly. Fascinated to see who you pick out. Well, maybe it's the person you thought was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I've given it to Ed Kernow. Oh no, I wasn't going to go Ed. Yeah, I did look at Ed. Who did you look at as the harsh option? Let's oh, hear it. <laughs> young, but he wasn't playing in his position, so. <laughs> oh, and he toiled away. He toiled away, but gee, he, I thought Silvani did a better job in the ruck than he did, but. Silvani uh, had a ripper game. So yeah. He absolutely had a better day in the ruck. Um, yep. Eddie? I'll go, we'll come We'll come to Youngie, but Ed Curnow, let's just say it. He's a servant of the club. We love Ed. He's a great bloke. He's We love his brother, the Curnow family. We love them. Why? But why, Maddie? Why is he being selected over? I honestly, it's, it's got me confused now. Early in the season, I'm like, okay, maybe a bit of leadership, but he, yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's perplexing. Um, and he doesn't do anything to make me go. Oh, that's why. Like I was keeping an eye on him because I was thinking maybe he's my whipping boy because it was hard to find someone. And late in the second quarter, he did this hack kick inside fifty when there was. Do you know what I mean? Where there was options are plenty, mm, and it yeah, should have resulted in the score. Yeah. And I'm just like, why aren't we giving, obviously Dow has no hope in hell of getting a game no matter what he does, but why aren't we giving him a chance? I don't know, Bins, maybe different roles obviously, but why aren't we just giving a young guy a look or someone fresh a look? I just I don't yeah. feel like he's adding enough to justify his selection at all. No, he has his running ability and I don't know. I can only assume that perhaps he's using his great endurance to – to, you know, help plug holes in the zone or cover defensively or do something yep. that they feel other There'll players can't do. It. Something that's not obviously visible when layman, like, you know. To the naked eye. Yeah, to people like <laughs> you and myself just who can't pick it. But it is very confusing, uh, especially when he goes back. They do drop him and then he doesn't really do anything in the VFL and they bring him back in. That's what I find is it just a situation, Strange. like you said, the boys love him? It's just morale team thing? Like he goes around the packs hitting them all in the bum and jeeing them up. Is is it just a person they like uh-huh. having out of there? I don't know. Yeah. Blue Crew, if you have any theories, um, let us know. The Blue Pod on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> um, Maddie, let's talk through the other players. Let's start in the back line. Weedering, finally back in a really nice patch form and breaking news as we record tonight. The <laughs> match review officer has thrown out that I did ridiculous say that. charge. Yeah, which Thank is goodness. good. Thank goodness. He'll be back next week. Uh, um, um, yeah, playing well, really well. Back to his old self, which is nice to see. Quite commanding. When I did get rush home from this family lunch and turned on the game right at the end of the second uh, quarter, I looked at the score obviously on my phone and the moment I turned it on, Weedering took that one-handed mark. Oh, yeah, that was second. impressive, yeah. And I was like, damn, okay, he's playing well. And then the halftime, the commentators couldn't get enough of him, so I was keeping an eye out for him on my rewatch and also in the second half. And he's just the general back there, and he's really, thank goodness, back into some form. So like we were saying before, I think I don't know what's happened, but he's one of the players, there's a few, that have just, thank goodness, worked through a rut. And when you start getting some of our key players, uh, uh, vice captain, I've been called out <laughs> appropriately on the fact that I sometimes call him a co-captain when I mean vice captain. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, co-vice gotcha. captain firing, uh, really good to see. Yeah, uh, it is. And he's like such a good player when he's up and going. It makes such a difference when he's taking those intercept marks and 
uh, looking at his best. So it's nice to see him getting getting back to his usual self. He's been so dependent over the years. It was such a shock to see him have such a long down patch. I know, maybe due to that horrible personal circumstance with the scam. Um, let's talk about your boy overall, Kempi, looking <laughs> so confident and assured back there, making smart decisions. Just looks like he belongs, doesn't he, at the moment, Matty? He does, and he adds a little bit of something different, a bit more athletic than some of the other guys that sometimes we have floating around. And, yeah, he goes for those marks and uh, a bit flexible, pick up the small and the talls, and um, just looks super at home down back. Yeah, I thought another strong game from him. The back line, as we've said, they held up really nicely. Boyd, Gov, pretty good. Newman, not too bad. Cincotta, thank you to all the listeners who wrote in Italian and otherwise and confirmed that it is Cincotta, not Cincotta. Oh, good. We were right all along. I was nervous there for a bit. Oh, me too. And when the messages started coming in saying, since you asked, I thought we really put ourselves out there. Uh, But no, everyone kindly gave us that feedback. So, yes, I felt like solid game from, from those guys. Uh, Saad and Doc, uh, particularly Doc, a really strong game, although how much time did he spend in the back line? I'm, I'm not even sure. I don't know what the percentage were, but it looked like he rolled through the midfield pretty heavily. Um, yeah. But the, the, the whole defense in general performed admirably. Like the Saad, mm. was, Saad was pretty handy. Uh, it was such an even spread. Govan, McGovern, Gov was good Camp, too, yeah. Weeders, all those guys doing their lockdown slash intercept and rebound roles. The fact that we have so many guys that are able to do it back there, uh, they just look like a really solid unit. It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's looking like they're gonna hopefully gel well together. All those guys. Yeah, and it takes you know a bit of continuity into um, some. Ga- uh, what am I saying? A bit of continuity for that group to kind of form that chemistry that we're after, and it seems yep. like that's starting to to click. Uh, let's look at the center of the ground. Oh, there's some good names through here. Some really <laughs> great games. Where do I start? I'll start with the captain Cripper. Um, Another solid game from him, Matty, after another, like Weeders, leader of the club that's hitting some form at a much-needed time. A good game. Did you do you agree after being hard on him earlier in the year? Yeah, he looked like he had a bit of a change mentality. Like he was getting his clearances, but, gee, he was taking off for some runs. He was taking... Wasn't he? Galloping yeah, through the middle. <laughs> taking guys on, sidestepping guys. I mean, he got done a couple times. Handball he, over the head. Yeah, he did a couple of those. Uh, it was like vintage Crips. Um, a couple mm. of times he had like three guys hanging off him and he tried to like run through them and then and then find the loose player and it didn't pay off. But uh, he had a real impact and uh, he's had games where he's had more touches and and, and had way less impact on the game. And uh, Totally. Yeah, it was, it was – he didn't hit the scoreboard, which is probably the unfortunate. It was probably the only sort of blemish on his, on his name for the game. But, um, yeah, nice to see him looking full of confidence and uh, people were asking, like, you know, has he got over an injury or something? That was the such the – uh, turnaround yeah, and how turnaround. he looked. Maybe the break did him really good. Maybe it did just freshen him, him up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he looked looked like a new man out there. Yeah, he really did, Matty. I also thought Walshy had a strong game. Um, both of them, we've said, have been collecting without impact. But likewise, uh, much more impactful game from from Walshy. I thought I had his stats here. Yeah, 25 disposals, 13 score involvements and two mm. score assists. Yeah, really aggressive with his running out of the packs, managed to outwork his opponents going forward. And, and similar to what I said about Cripps, like you've seen Walsh have more than 25 touches, especially recently, but that was a, a much better game than some of those other games he's, he's dished up lately. The the gut running forward and, and breaking through the lines, mm. uh, he looked great. Um, only the 10 kicks when I'm looking at it, which surprises me, but uh, yeah, seven tackles and... He's had a few weeks where he hasn't laid a single tackle. Uh, it looked, yeah, just looked, I don't know what it was, whatever they, that forward handballing out of the front of packs just made all our midfielders look way more dangerous. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, most informed midfielder, arguably at the moment, Shera, another gut runner, another great game from him. There's that um, play that's been highlighted on the Carlton socials where he he's involved in the tackle at one end and gets on the end of the um, goal at the other. Um, he's just running hard. He's doing everything right, Chera. Um, nine score involvements, two goals, 27 disposals, 11 kicks and a goal assist. Possibly leading our Blue Pod BNF, arguably. We'll see after we cast our votes, but he'd be a worthy leader with the way he's playing at the moment. He would. Uh, and, yeah, similar. I feel like I'm just on repeat, but he did hit the scoreboard yeah. unlike the other two with some of that hard gut running down the middle. He's probably the beneficiary of some of Cripps and Walsh's work, but... Uh, he's had a really good season. Uh, he's been really, really valuable in that midfield um, sort of quartet that sort of get that regular gig through the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's come out and said something about um, as he's starting to get to know the boys more and gel a bit more as a teammate, he's really finding his feet. So second year in, more familiar with everyone and just absolutely a standout for us. Um, Blake Akers, the player of the match according to Carlton Media. There yeah, you go. I was a bit confused about that, but he did have a, a better game. He had a few moments with his disposal that continue to be iffy. Oh, I know, Maddie. I thought the same thing. The out on the full with um Yeah. There was a couple kicks where you just like, that's not not great. Uh and he's was he, he shot on goal that he missed, not a good effort. I can't remember now. Anyway. But um Look, yeah. I thought he was actually pretty good, but I yeah. didn't think he was man of the match good. No, neither did I. Uh, but yeah, he was he was good. He's he uh, he's look, he's been solid on the wing all year, like, and I think we've been saying you know what you're going to get from him, uh, and if he can just limit those average disposals, he's a very handy wingman. I'll tell you what, there are moments, and when we play Hawthorne, we obviously all think of the glorious battle that Jed Lamb had with. That captain <laughs> yeah. <laughs> many years ago. There are moments where Blake Akers looks like Jed Lamb at a glance. <laughs> oh, after, you reckon? Okay, after. I don't know. I just, I just had it in my head. And just, just seeing the you. back of him, I was like, oh, it's bring back good memories. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, speaking of players who perhaps more deservedly could have got man of the match, Doherty, we kind of brushed over him in the back line. I thought he was huge, maybe particularly in the second half when I was watching live. I just um, thought he was just excellent, involved in everything, willing as forward. And any game where Doc gets a goal is normally a good game for our team. And he, he hit the scoreboard too. That's true, yeah. 26 touches, 17 kicks, like all the other midfields we've been mentioning, like heaps of tackles, five tackles. Uh, so good. Yeah. They've moved him around a little bit all season, but, yeah, he was he was looking really good, wasn't he? It's, it's just they all clicked. It's, it's you know, it sounds like we're yeah. just sort of saying everyone was good, but – um, they all had such an even performance. Um, but well, particular- Kennedy possibly not as good as as the others, but yeah. not bad. And they all gained good meterage as well. Like, um, you know, Cripps had 350, yeah. Doc had 391. Um, you know, there's, they were making a, a real impact. And, and Doc's so smart with the way he positions and moves around. He had some great intercept marks and worked his way back yeah. to help out the the defense. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just, he's yeah. just a, been such a good player for us. I thought his game was huge. Definitely one of the best out there. Um, let's talk about the ruck situation. TDK obviously are laid out. So we had Sauce and Young sharing the duties. Um, you touched on Young. You considered giving him your whipping boy. <laughs> he did toil away under tough conditions, but I agree with what you alluded to in that Sauce was by far the better of the two. In fact, a really, really good game from Sauce being recalled to the side, kind of making his mark. He did. He managed to Sus managed to kick a goal and have seventeen touches and had almost as many hitouts as Young. But even the hitouts he didn't get, he stopped them. Had more of an impact on letting them do what they wanted with it. I feel like Young a few times just yeah. lost horribly, uh, and it was <laughs> tough ask for both those boys. They're up against some big, big ruckmen in um, Reeves and 
Oh, I'd have to have a look. I can't remember the name of the other guy off the top of my head. Um, but they're, they're big guys, so they're well and truly outsized. So it was always going to be um, tough for them. But it battled manfully, and like you say, especially Jack. Uh, yeah. when, when he does get going in that uh, backup ruck role, it just does – getting him more involved in the game does seem to suit him, doesn't it? It does. He also had that on the goal line save. Um, can't remember what quarter. Oh, He's yep. just – this is more like Jack of old. We had some weeks of so-so form from him, but games like this from Jack, you just love it. And that's why the Carlton faithful love him so much. He gives his heart and soul, cracks in and just does what's asked of him. So I thought it was possibly one of Jack's best games of the year. Well, probably was his best game of the year. What do you think, Maddie? Yeah, I'd say so. It did. You're right. It did remind me more of some of that good form he showed as a backup ruck last season. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the Ford line. Um, we'll start with our big boys, but I'd like to talk about some of the smalls as well. Uh, Harry was excellent, not necessarily um, converting, but around the ground with his tackling and his efforts, a huge game from the big man. Yeah, and his athleticism was really on show, working up the ground, working back. Didn't get reward for a lot of his work at times. He had one that – who stole his goal on the goal, on the goal line? Someone marked it. Was oh, that Acres' was that goal? Acres? Yeah, yeah. That would have gone through. That would have given him three goals, three. Uh, yeah. 19 touches, 16 kicks, um, eight marks. Uh, yeah, he he had a, a really impactful game and and got a lot of lot of praise for his work. Eleven score assists. Yeah, he was he was good and he does he, he's a good field kick. So when look if he's able to impact up the field and near goal, I mean that's ideal, isn't it? Yeah, it was a great game from him. I thought Charlie also got involved and was and was solid. Uh, is he leading the Coleman again now? I think so. I'd have to double check, but I think he might be. Yeah, three goals from him. Uh, Tex might just have him, but he always looks dangerous, Charlie, doesn't he? He does, exactly. And he, he it's not even – he's apparently was sick, hence why he was subbed off a bit ill. Um, and it wasn't his best game of the year, but he's always threatening and getting himself involved and working hard. So good games from the big men. Um, someone I do want to talk about, Maddie. Jack Martin got a huge pump up from Vossi in the preference. There's only one Jack Martin was the quote. <laughs> There's no one like him. Really gave praise for him cracking in there. But but I must agree, I'm – in fact, he was the person I didn't actually say it, but would have been an honourable mention for my boy because he didn't make yeah. my votes. But I really liked it. Players like him and, as we've talked about, Cunningham, Fogarty, these these small forwards that have come in and added some pressure and some a bit of a different look down forward, really making a big difference. What do you think? Yeah, he, he had a classic Jack Martin game. If you got that most weeks from him, you'd be so happy. Only 12 touches, but three goals. Um, you know, when he gets the ball, he looks creative. He uses both feet. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I think his first five or six games for a while were probably the best games he's played. And then he sort of dropped right off the radar and just struggled for a long time. But he's, he's looked good ever since he yeah. came back from that injury. And, um, to be scoring and getting involved in score involvements, it's, yeah, he's, he, and he's obviously, we all heard it where he's tough where he went, went for that big hip and shoulder. He has a bit mm. of a point of difference. He's not a super small guy either. So, Handy overhead. He's just yeah. He's a adds a adds a good different look up forward to some of the other guys we have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, unless there's anyone else you want to cover off, Maddie, I think the overall message is seriously strong team performance. So let's find out how we all how we squeezed everyone into our votes. (laughs) 
Now, I'm just going to have to do some maths while you do yours because I've given out so many votes. I need to make sure I haven't given more than <laughs> <laughs> You always so accuse really me every week. Let me just do some mental maths. Uh, yep, I think we're good. So <laughs> right. who's got yours this week, Maddie? Although we don't have the leaderboard in front of us, we'll update it and put it on the socials, the dot blue pot on Instagram and the blue pot on Twitter. But Maddie, uh, who have you given yours to? I found it hard to go past Chera. He, I gave him three votes. I thought Ooh, impacted big, big. the scoreboard. I uh, got plenty of the ball, Laley's tackles. I think he just continued his good form. So he got the, the votes for me. Yeah, uh, very fair. Then on two votes, I gave two votes to Doc and two votes yeah. to Harry. Yep, both uh, very well deserved. And then single votes to Kerno, Walsh and Cripps, so the usual suspects. Yep, fair and enough. So you've, you've dished out a fair few yourself. I've dished out there. a few and plenty that I felt could have been worthy in that you know, could have snuck in for a vote. Uh, very Some very unlucky guys, Akers, McGovern, Fogg, Martin, Cunningham. There are lots of guys yeah. that are unfortunate not to, to feature. Yep, fair enough. They've got to work hard to make Matt Duthie's Blue Pod BNF votes. Mm, couldn't even get Kempy in there. Brace yourself, Maddie. Get the pen out for a long list of votes. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. I failed to be discerning. Um, I've given Doherty two. I felt he was... I actually thought he was uh, equal best, clearly, with Chera, who I've given two to as well. Um, just both of them, huge games. Then I've given six ones. I thought this <laughs> might be the case. Sorry. Weedering, Cripps, Akers, Walsh, Soss and McKay. Yeah. No, I can't I can't argue with any of that. Uh, there were so many that were worthy. Two. Yeah, if there, was, if there was a week where we were allowed to give out more than ten, I think we could have listed three quarters of the team. So fair enough. Yeah, I basically have there. All right, let's jump into the third quarter and look at things from the coach's box perspective. All right, in the third quarter, we look at things from the coach's box perspective, starting with team selection and team stats. The selection, uh, we touched on it. We had Sauce back in the team. Um, Pitto and Cottrell were out. Hewitt was the sub. Uh, gosh, who else has come in? Is it Fogarty that's come in, Matty? I, I thought it was Kerno, but he held his spot, did he? Uh, yeah, I think Kerno held. Gee, you, you're testing me. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for these sorts of questions, Tessie. Uh, sorry, possibly mate. fog. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to, have to jack back and have a look. Well, basically, what did you think of the selection? It got a bit of heat. We would have liked to have seen some, you know, so, poor Dow. What's he Dow got do? dropped? I know. Look, it was a bit same old, same old. It was a bit disappointing in the fact that we're just selecting the same old guys. But it's hard to argue with the result, though, isn't it? Um, that's exactly right. And you can't really be too upset when that's the result. It yeah, delivers. which is a bit of a pity, but, um, look, there's definitely some guys I'd like to see feature, but if we keep piling up wins, it, it gets hard to include, include people. Totally. Do you want to give us a team stat, Maddie? I think there are a few standouts this week. Yeah. So we had a lot of disposals. We had 405 disposals, uh, which was just massive inside fifties. We only won by plus six, 54 to 48. It felt like it would have been a bit more. Wow. Gosh, yeah. you would have thought much more with the scoreline. But obviously our efficiency going forward was a lot better. Won the free kick count for, for finally, which is nice. Got smashed in the hitouts, but won the clearances, 39 to 34. Pretty much went equal on the centre clearances. I think we had a fairly big advantage there early, uh, but we're much better around the stoppage clearances, probably where their ruck had, had less impact as well. Um, we had uncontested, uncontested, had less turnovers, um, more marks. We had 20 marks inside 50 to their eight, which is huge. Best of the season? Uh, oh, there you go. And uh, 12 of those were contested with 71 intercepts. Um, tackles, which is you alluded to earlier, 87. So big number of tackles. And then your Huge. little pet stat was uh, <laughs> 12 tackles inside the forward 50, uh, which is also nice. Love that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. It speaks to the great game that we had. Um, so do you think much has changed, Manny, in terms of game plan? We're in the coach's box segment. What's your take um, on what caused this turnaround? I feel like we covered a fair bit of in the first quarter, but I think there was definitely a riskier uh, mindset on offense. This forward handball, yeah. everyone run forward in ways, midfielders pushing mm-hmm. forward um, to try get on the end of these chains and then just trusting the defense. I think that's been the biggest biggest change, just faster, riskier ball movement, but also just sometimes the – and I don't know what brings about this, but maybe it's just some confidence, but some good decision-making. There are times where guys yes. – didn't get caught up in the rush of the transition and they propped and waited until a better option presented and managed to pick someone else yes. out. Um, but I think couldn't agree more, Maddie. That was really evident to me as well. There were times repeatedly where I thought, there you go, good decision, right option, waited, found the right one, didn't just blaze to a pack. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's a deliberate change or not, but it just looks like we have options and are picking the right one far more often lately. It is. The the persistence to continuously try and find that dangerous inside on the 45 kick and uh, our willingness to just move the ball forward, handball the full ball forward at all costs, and just hope someone gets on the end of it, uh, really paid dividends. It was a, it was. A, I thought that was sort of the big, the big change that really helped us get that lead early. Yeah, it was great, and obviously we've touched on it in the first quarter. But that defensive pressure, we kept them goalless in the first half. First time we've done that since two thousand and four. That's a pretty amazing effort, really, to keep a team goalless and also um, off the back of that defensive focus, score over a hundred points ourselves like I don't know it doesn't look like we've had some major game plan change but major change in the results mm, super complete and it was funny because it got down to like three or four minutes left and all of a sudden you're like don't let him score like that's all you cared about you're like don't let him get that goal totally definitely want totally. to go to halftime goalless because that's just you know it's massive it's you never yeah, see that sort yeah. of thing and Hawthorne had many good years so it's nice to to pay them back one I like it too. Uh, Voss has had a lot of heat on him and in previous Coach's Box segments we've been, do we back him, don't we? Um, it's really nice to not have that be a hot topic for this pod. It looks like yeah. the heat might be off him for a couple he- weeks. Heat's off, yeah. Unless we put up some horrendous performance, he'll have at least a two or three weeks of breathing space, which which is good. It was getting a bit ridiculous there for a little while. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So let's talk about it. Next week we play Freo. Mm. If we win... We're not out of the race. We're not. It's, it's tight. It's very close. All the way up to fifth, I think, or sixth. It's not mm-hmm. – there's not much in it. Um, and we did sort of touch on this, I think, a couple of weeks ago where we looked at our run home and said we don't have a terrible run home. If we can squeeze out some good wins yeah. against some tougher teams, it's not crazy. It's unlikely, but it's not crazy. And the Geelong-Sydney draw, which I know everyone – I know this got yeah. talked about a lot on the coverage, but that does bring percentage into it. So there's now – and we're yeah. all around the same spot. So Geelong, Sydney, Richmond and ourselves are all – all had a draw now and we're all sort of on the cusp of the eight. So that could be – that could be big. It could be. There's a glimmer of hope and it does feel like if we win next week, you know, Vossi laughed it off and didn't want to talk about it in the presser, but the, the spark is alive. There's something to play for in this season yet. Oh. As, um, as quick as the steak knives come out for us when we struggle, uh, as soon as we string a few wins together, gee, we're all of a sudden premiership favourites. So watch the, watch the media get on board uh, if we win the next one or two. So what do you think, Maddie? We're playing Freo over there. When we did our run through, I think you said it's a tough one for us to win, but we don't play too badly over in Perth and Freo aren't exactly lighting the world on fire this season. Do you think we have a chance? Yeah, that's what gives me hope. I think... Over there, as you say, we normally perform pretty well against him. So uh, definitely definitely give us a chance. And look, Frio are playing pretty well, but they're, 
their form maybe tapered a little. They're now sitting down in 11th with a percentage of 95. Um, mm. So, yeah. Gettable. Definitely gettable. And big, if we win that, I'm back on the hunt for maybe maybe we can make finals. I'm not, you know, betting my house on it, but it feels <laughs> like there's a glimmer a glimmer of hope that will turn from more of a glimmer if we start to get three on the trot and build some form, which is a absolute mile from where we were a few weeks ago. So I might come crashing back to reality if we have a thumping loss. <laughs> I've got that um, uh, dumb and dumber clip. Like you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. This is what we need in the sound deck. Yeah. <laughs> get ready to go for next week. Uh, selection, Maddie, hopefully one of our Ruckman's up and uh, if so, possibly Young comes out. Any other changes? Yeah, I think that's the obvious one. Other than that, I don't see too many. The guys that are pushing for selection in the twos generally don't get selected. Bins, Dow, and there was someone else that had a good game as well. I just can't remember who it is off the top of my head. So I would be Mm -hmm. surprised if I saw, like you say, maybe a ruck change. But other than that, I think we'll go same team. All right. And predictions before we go to mailbag? Uh, I think with our run of form, I'll give us a a, a four-goal win. Would love that, wouldn't we? All right, let's go into the fourth quarter and open our mailbag. All right, each week after the game, we ask for your questions and comments on Twitter. We are at the Blue Pod on Instagram, the.bluepod, and on the Instagram we do some updates throughout the week as well. We love to hear from you guys and we read all your comments and share them between us, so keep them coming. Um Maddie, let me just get the questions up for this week. And while I'm doing that, I'll just say to you, dear Blue Crew listener, if you like what you're listening to, hit subscribe and we'll pop up in your inbox when we drop episodes. <laughs> All right. Instagram questions first, Maddie. Ooh, Genius Species 2 says, do you think Wheaters is back to his best form in the last month? Don't know if it's his best, but he's he's definitely back to good form. Yeah, back to uh, where he was a shadow of his best a few weeks ago and now at mm. least it looks like the good old Wheaters is back. Um, and he also says, other than goal kicking, how do you rate how Harry is playing? Playing really well. He's just so hard to stop. I think they said that he's got the most marks on the lead out of any player in the comp. He is fast. He's tall. He's pretty strong. He's just such a hard matchup. Uh, and yeah. and when he takes advantage of it, it's just he's impossible to, to slow down. If he didn't have so many goal kicking demons in his head, he would win the Coleman every year. He really would. He's a talent. Um, Demona's plan says, I smiled from start to finish. Are rucks an overrated position? Well, that's a long time debate. Back to when Richmond played Griggs in the ruck. I think it can be. It's Oh yeah. Um we should have played Griggs in the ruck. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a tough one. Like in some ways it becomes Hawthorne did a good job in the second half because they just started smashing the ball forwards rather than trying to tap it down. But when they were trying to mm-hmm. tap it down, we were sharking it and reading it. So you do the only problem is even though it's probably not the be all and end all, you do lose the initiative sometimes when you're getting that well beaten in the ruck. But um, yeah. yeah th- that's why having a Ruckman that can do more than just tap, if you can get a Ruckman who can do or at least compete in the tap and do some work around the ground, they're just like gold because, um, yeah, having to have a Ruckman that all they do is tap and unfortunately that's sort of the... Pito well, that's what we've of, got. Yeah, <laughs> that's It really does make things a little difficult sometimes. Interesting. And on that argument, we, you know, and I couldn't agree more, um, need to hang on to TDK and all reports are he's out the door, so... And by the way, have you heard the reports Fisher's out the door? Uh, I did hear a little grumble and it wouldn't surprise they said that me. They in the commentary. Yeah. He, he, to, to West Coast. Jeez, you'd have to be miserable to be heading there at the moment. He is a WA boy. Fish and Crips. The divorce is imminent. 
Um, on The Rock, Alice Conroy says a real team effort and she thought Young did well in The Rock. I must admit he toiled. He did a, uh, he did a role for us. Um, G. Pantis asked the question that we've been asking, the great much-needed win. What is Ed Kerno's role on the side? It is a tricky one. I, I mean, we sort of mentioned there must be something he's doing that we just don't know about. Like, because his role on the side seems to be, like you said, I don't know, bring the mood up. Because <laughs> uh, if, if he doesn't have anyone to tag, like, it is a bit of an odd one. If they want to bring the mood up, I'm happy to go down on game day. <laughs> Volunteer, throw a jersey bring on. Bring the vibes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we can find other ways. Um Nathan Rogerson said Sauce had some great kicks into our forward half. I didn't notice that. Did you notice Sauce doing some good delivery into the forward 50? Uh, doesn't Probably ring a bell, true. but I haven't watched a replay and I wouldn't mind watching one, so maybe I'll have to watch it back and look out for that. Yeah, do. Um, K-Man says, love Fog and Oies as the smalls. Do you see Motlop or Durden coming in anytime soon? Uh, yeah, it's good to have some good competition good down there. It is a good question, actually. Um, look, mm. Fog did a good job. Um, there's no doubt about it. And Owies is a good small forward. Durden and Motlop are some of my more favoured small forwards though. So I, I yeah. see them probably working their way back in eventually. But um, I think while things are going well, you've got to sort of reward the guys who are getting the job done. It seems that we don't have those positions locked in. It's just whoever's in form at the time holds it until they lapse and then <laughs> we rotate through. Yeah, because we don't really have any star small forwards um, that sort of have that position cemented. So it does sort of become I feel a bit like of a... Martin could be a star uh, small forward yeah. for us at his best. Yeah. Let's yeah. hope. Um, all right, over to the Twitter questions. Tim W says, is it a coincidence that our performances have improved since Martin Fogarty and Cunningham have come back in? and started creating havoc, or are they a major reason for this change? We have touched on it. Um, We have, and their class helps immensely. And we've talked about a lot in the weeks we're getting built. It's amazing what actually converting, the the things it does for the team, the confidence it builds, the the nourishment, which is the word everyone loves. Nourishment. Uh, We haven't made it. I think it's the first time we've managed to get out there tonight. A bit of scoreboard nourishment. Yeah, that's what we needed. Uh, it does make a difference though, Maddie. It's true. When Cunningham went back and kicked truly, Martin's a classy finisher. Um, it, and, it makes a huge difference. And they're mature mature bodies but also mature minds. They, they've played football for a while. Um, they're smart. Well, uh, there's a grab for our Instagram quotes. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> mature bodies and minds. Uh, Dom in the den, Maddie. we need to tear up a plane ticket. He says, given I've been out of the country for the last two games and we performed so well, should I stay away for the rest of the season? Yeah, maybe he should. It's funny because uh, my dad's claiming that his return to the country from a holiday is what inspired the form turnaround. So well, then you can tear up his passport as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> keep him in the country, keep Dom out, and we'll be good. Finals, here we come. And we'll be sweet. Love it. And finally, Mark DT says, the impact of Lockie Fogarty getting the respect it should. This guy brought so much tackle pressure and effort, which we have lacked earlier in the year. He's been a consistent performer at VFL level since returning from injury as well. A lot of love for Fogg. Love that I feel bad. A lot of love for Fog. Look, I really like Fog. I've always felt like he's one of those guys who's a good VFL midfielder but struggles to find his spot at AFL level, and I still sort of believe that. But uh, his results lately have been good, and, and I'm all for it. I like, I like it. You know, if any guy can yeah. find a role for himself and 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 make it work, and uh, he's a good story, it'd be it'd be lovely to see. Uh, but yeah, we'll just have to maybe Absolutely. see how it, see how it plays out. It's funny, we've spent more time talking about Fogarty today than we have, you know, Chera, Cripps, ha, Doc. Probably, yeah. <laughs> to some of the players that really uh, starred for us. All right, Maddie, I think that does it for this week. Um, thanks for tuning in, Blue Crew. Give us a follow wherever you're listening. Hit subscribe and we'll pop up. If you give us a review, we see those and we love them. 
Um, as I said, we're on the socials at the.bluepod on Instagram and the bluepod on Twitter. Maddie, you're predicting a four-goal win in the West next week? Yeah, lock it in. All right. Well, I'll say 13 points. We'll see you next week, Blue Crew.